why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Welcome to Enter VR. I'm Chris Miranda, and this is the podcast. You know the drill. I'm very excited today because I am uh, having an awesome, about to have an awesome conversation with Steve. Steve Drash is is that is that is that correct? Uh, well, my last name's not Drash, but yeah, let's try. Let's go with that. Cool. <laughs> awesome. You're you're the creator of Titans of Space. Um, it's one of one of my favorite Rift experiences of all time, and I'm honestly uh, honored to have you on. So so thank you so much for coming along, Steve. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Great. So let's get this thing going. Tell me about yourself. What did you? How did you end up uh, involved with the Rift? How did you find out about it? Walk me through this thing from the very beginning. Okay. Well. Um... You know, I'm actually not sure I remember how I found out about the Rift's Kickstarter, but uh, I did get in there in the last hour of it. I mean, shame on me, right? But uh, I did get in there, um, and I wasn't even really planning to develop for it, actually. I just wanted to play with a new gadget. Um, you know, my day job is software, so I you know, thought maybe I could uh, play around with it. What was, your first, what was your first impression when you tried it on? Well, I fired up uh, Tuscany, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I don't know, I was just blown away, and you know, I kind of like laughed out loud, and um, basically euphoric was the word I had for it, you know, just uh, looking outside, seeing a rock on the ground, and the rafters, oh, I'll never forget it. Yeah, and, and so, like, did it, what was, what, what was running through your mind at the time, and, and what did you do right after, like? Um... I probably fired up what I had so far for Titans of Space to see what it would look like because I was working on it for a good month before I actually had the rift. Oh, okay. So, so let's get to Titans of Space. How did you come up with the concept, and and where were the where did all that all of that come from? Well, um, I was on a trip, and you know when you're on a trip, you're stuck away from your computer and that really gets me thinking, you know, about stuff. And um, I've, I've been inspired a lot as a kid by things like um, this documentary hosted by Isaac Asimov um, called Voyage to the Outer Planets and Beyond. And it's, it's paired with um, some really great music and it's got this just flying through the, sol the solar system. Mm -hmm. And um, I always really loved that. And I always thought, you know, I'd like to make that you know, in 3D, uh, like a newer updated version of it. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was going to be making a VR version of, uh, you know, of it, or, but that's what ended up happening. And, uh, what, what, it, what engine did you use? Uh, Unity. Did you have experience with Unity beforehand? Um, I started tinkering, tinkering with it, uh, about six months before. Okay. And was it difficult getting, getting your, your groove going? No, no. I mean, once I, once I had an idea and I have having fun playing with it and knowing that I would be able to step into that world with the Rift mm -hmm. was all the motivation I needed. Nice. And so I take it, are you're you're a gamer then. Are you you play video games? 
Yeah, I do. What do you, what kind of games do you play? Um, I would say all kinds. Just maybe not full on with the Call of Duty, Call of Duty type stuff, but uh-huh. you know, um, everything else basically. What's your favorite name? Your three top favorite games of all time? Hmm. Well, um, it would have to be stuff like the the old Sierra games, like Space Quest, King's Quest, things like that. Um. Star Control 2. What is it about those games that attracts you? Um, I would say exploration. Are you into games like Skyrim or or or? Yeah, I mean, I I've played a bunch of Skyrim, but you know, I haven't gotten so far with it just because um, my time's pretty limited. Nice. Yeah. And but so yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, cool. So and so, let's get back to Titans Space because the Titans of Space. I've been I've been demoing it around, and in fact, I just demoed it to my my neighbor, my upstairs neighbor, and she was blown away. Um, when when I when I and 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 it's the exact same reaction I've been getting across the board when I show it to newcomers. Like, the first thing I fire up is is Titans of Titans of Space. Because it's such a, it felt like you, you say you've developed, uh, you started working on it a month before the Rift, but it felt, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a game that you designed precisely uh, just for the Rift. Because if the, the, the interface and the, and just mm-hmm. the movement and the whole, the whole, the whole thing just works so seamlessly. Did you, were you anticipating, um... At, at all creating this for VR and, and and what has been the response from the community or people have you been getting emails um well to to answer your first point yeah. I, I i did originally make it specifically for the rift it's just that i didn't have my rift yet you know? ah you know, okay kickstarter backer you know waiting what was it nine months i don't know something like that um uh, i'm sorry i forgot your other question <laughs> no and, and so you know what? I forgot my other question too. <laughs> oh, dude, this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna have an awesome time. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I show the rift to people. Um, it's the first thing I show them, and 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 it's just, it it just works so seamlessly, and and so it feels like um on your side, are you getting a lot of a feedback from people? Are you getting emails or or or? or Mm, yeah, I am. Um, it, it's it's way more than I ever expected, really. Um, I mean, it, it would have been nice just to get one or two replies saying, you know, this was great, this was cool. But, you know, it was, it was just an avalanche from there. And um, um, lots of opportunities have cropped up for me, you know, on the side on just totally unrelated stuff, but still having to do with the Rift. Um, and, you know, just emails from people that have demoed it to their mom or their brother you know, or whatever, and they're basically just thanking me for, for sharing it. And, you know, it's great to hear things like that. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe it inspires somebody somewhere to eventually, you know, go out into space and explore. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I mean, I, I, I let my little cousin, my 11-year-old cousin try it, and she was like, whoa, this, is this real? Like, this, it's crazy. Um, People aren't really really ready for it. Uh, and, and, and so what do you see like the ultimate goal of titans of space like yeah you're putting out this really cool demo but um what's the next step um the next step well you know i've been continuing to make updates to it um 
you know, polish and make, making it uh, work better for, you know, people doing traveling exhibits, you know, that are educational rolling demos involving Titans of Space. Um, I've got just a whole bunch of frame, framework that I'm trying to lay in there um, for the feature so that I can pump out a lot more new content, you know, sort of like second, third episodes and, um, you know, things that are just like outside of our own solar systems and other stuff. Yeah, that's extremely exciting. Um, it, it, it truly is. I look at game. I, I look at Titans of Space, and I, I I tell myself, this is the future of education. Um, ha, have you uh, thought about uh, perhaps licensing this or or taking the? I mean, have have teachers tried this on uh, in front of you? Like, ha, what do you think? Have I thought about? Sending Doing this? What now, would you would you be interested in sending this demo into you know the Department of Education and telling them, hey, I'm I'm here to show you the future. Like, it, oh yeah, I would definitely love that. You know, I'd like to approach planetariums and you know any kind of educational thing. That'd be great. I would just love for you know people to see it. Did you intend for it to be educational, or was it more of a of a, a relaxing sort of thing? Yeah, I, I intended it to be educational in terms of the uh, comparisons of sizes. I mean, the, the whole seed for this was really just, you know, how big are these stars compared to each other? Mm-hmm. And then it sort of ballooned into, okay, let's see our solar system too, because I want to see Earth compared to all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. everything just kind of filled in and then eventually just started showing everything, you know? I gotta, I gotta confess to you. I, I have a confession to make. The, uh-huh. the first time I play, I tried uh, Titans of Space. The, actually, the day I got my Rift, I didn't, I didn't want to boot nothing. The first thing I wanted to boot up was Titans of Space, and I was high, and I cried. Like it was so powerful. Like the, the, the. It made me cry. Like I was in there, like having an existential crisis, thinking about myself and the place in the and, and my place in the universe, and how infinitely small I am, and how oh, if anyone, I mean, honestly, like I I have this notion that if you if you want to bring world peace to the world, you gotta send every single politician asshole to space and let them see the world that they are destroying. Right? Mm, I feel yeah. like one day we'll be able to. Uh, with with games like yours, Titans of Space will be able to give people new perspectives of themselves and, and, and their place in the universe. Because it's one thing to see Cosmos with Carl Sagan, which is freaking awesome. But it's a whole nother level when you're surrounded and you look behind you and the sun is right behind you. It's crazy. Um Wow. Yeah, have you have you tried your own demo uh, on the influence of the uh, medicinal herbs? No, I haven't. It's perfect. I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> it's perfect. Keep for that in mind. <laughs> so, so, so let's take take this back. Like, are you planning on creating um, a a company out of this, a studio out of this? Are you? Do you have any long-term plans for, for, for what you're creating, you're putting together? Well, um, I have a day job that's pretty stable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, anything I do is just basically going to be a long-term hobbyist uh, type stuff. 
but um, I do want to keep moving it forward. Do you are you hopeful for the for the future of uh, virtual reality now that the Oculus is here and and do you think this is going to be this is it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's here. I mean, it can't be uninvented. There's tens of thousands of these on people's desks. You know, I mean, it can't go away now. Yeah, I, yeah. The genie's out of the bottle. Um, yeah. Have you thought about the implications for society and and just you know humans in general, like as a whole? Like, what do you think this is gonna, what VR is gonna do to us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, before the rift came along, I was already kind of um realizing that we could be getting to a point where you know our lives could be getting longer. Uh, you've got all this sort of technological singularity type stuff coming up. Um. So, so now that the rift is here, you know, I'm kind of looking at everything in life with VR colored glasses and basically seeing, you know, you know, this area of life would benefit from VR or, you know, these sorts of things would change from VR. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's just going to have such a huge impact. Uh, you're 100% right. I, ever, ever since I put on the rift and that that's a beautiful way of saying it. Like now I, I am seeing the world with these VR colored glasses, like Almost everything I look at, I, I I think to myself, I wonder if VR could improve this, make this better, easier, more seamlessly. Like, it, it's 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 sort of like Inception. Once you put it on, there's an idea implanted inside your mind, um, because you sort of see a glimpse of the future, uh, and it's very exciting. Have you thought about like any negative impacts, uh, or or anything that you were concerned that VR might bring? Um, sure. I mean, just. The magnification of what we've got going on with um, MMOs, mm-hmm. you know, um, I personally have been sort of sucked into these alternate worlds, you know, for maybe a total of three years of my 35-year-old life. And, um, you know, I mean, those times were great, but, uh, you know, it kind of isolates you and, um, you know, there's some side effects to be had for that. So kind of worried about that aspect but hopefully you know the social aspect will creep in and everything which is kind of merged together you know the real reality and virtual reality mm-hmm. just be all just different aspects of the same thing you know that's that's actually something i haven't thought about like because it will get to a point where you you're right virtual reality is going to feel uh that 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 line is going to become less and less blurry uh and and i you know the 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 concern that i do have is the same as yours like what what what's going to happen when people are are stuck in there for too long by themselves um and that social aspect is more than important to to bring along uh, have you thought about like uh what sort of games or what sort of what, what sort of experiences could could help people I mean, aside from Titans of Space, Titans of Space in and out of itself is amazing. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a better proof of concept for virtual reality education than Titans of Space, at wow. at, the, at this point. But you personally, do you think, um, have you thought about what would what would help alleviate that that concern, you know? Um, to alleviate that concern, I I don't really know. Just. We just got to push forward, and um, I think the society has a way of sort of beating down all of the bad parts that come up, you know, little bit by bit, so mm-hmm. it should be okay. Yeah. But, 
I, you know, uh, let's let's sidetrack a little bit uh, just to make things uh, interesting. Uh, what other technologies are you sort of paying attention to nowadays that you that that are just like VR um, that are that will change the way we see the world? Like, have you are you do you have any predictions or are you in tune with any of that? Um, I wouldn't say in tune, but you know, I've been paying attention to, um, I mean, other gadgets like cast ar and mm -hmm. things like that um and i've got stem on order and you know i just want to play with all this stuff and see see where it goes with all that kind of stuff but you know besides that you know i'm kind of paying attention to the you know the fact that uh we'll start to get some more biofeedback about what's going on in our own bodies mm -hmm. and it'll be really important to be able to do something useful with that information Visualize, you know, what exactly are we putting into our mouths and what are the downstream effects? And, and if we can use VR to sort of visualize, you know, how all this cholesterol is leading up to a heart attack, you know, and you see yourself, you see yourself like your own face on your head, whatever and you see into your own body and you see all this stuff happening. I, I'm sure that would scare the shit out of you and you'd want to go out and, uh, you know, take good care of yourself from that point on. That's an amazing idea. That is that is a really good. Have you... Did you come up with that uh, yourself, good sir? Um, yeah, that's the, that's that's just one of my million things that I want to do eventually. That is an awesome. <laughs> Sorry, that's an awesome idea, man. Like, whoa. Oh, good, good, yeah. Because I think about you know the world, the day we, the world we live in currently. Um, as an adult, I I, I feel like I've had to reteach myself how to eat properly. Um, growing up, my, my family wasn't very um, uh, aware of, of healthy. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I had a, one side of my family that was just not very aware of the of, of healthy foods and, and healthy eating habits and stuff. And so and so chips and, and, and soda was was the norm in my household for a while. And, you know, I, I just think about how insane it would be for you to put on a, a set of of VR goggles and be able to see what is happening through your inside your body that that perspective um would either gross you out scare the shit out of you but more most definitely would enact a a a discussion inside your head to to figure out like well do I want this poison inside my body i now i know what it looks like do i do mm -hmm. i want that i think that's an amazing idea man like that yeah that's a really it's you know what it what would be really cool like uh have you seen uh honey i shrunk the, sh the kids mm -hmm. sort of sort of like an experience where like you you are virtual reality shrunken and you go inside mm -hmm. your own body to see what the fuck is happening that's i don't yeah, know that would be great I, either or honestly the, uh, i i like what you're what what, what you're thinking about man because that's um Cause that that's that's something you know that will be important. I think virtual reality is going to become this thing where people are going to throw in so many experiences. It's going to be a reflection of the human psyche, and some some experiences will be more you know in tune. Like for example, um, let's let's say they they port Call of Duty to and not to knock on Call of Duty, but let's say they port Call of Duty into VR, and now you can play Call of Duty in virtual reality. What social benefit do you provide by playing call of duty you know there is none i i i don't i can't think of anyone that might argue hey this is the social benefit of call of duty um and so 
what I'm noti- what I'm noticing is uh, right now in the infancy of this this industry that is being born, we there's this possibility to capture the energy, the momentum, and redirect it in positive uh, directions. And and you're thinking right in line with with what I'm thinking. We're 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 our, our thinking is sort of parallel. And I I do have to commend you. Is is it something about your upbringing that that makes you think the way you do, or what do you attribute this to? Oh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I couldn't say. <laughs> have you like have you always been a, a nice guy who's been you know out there to do something positive, or you're just like this would be awesome? I'm just um, I just want to have fun and share my imagination with others and see what other people imagine, and I, I want to live long enough to do all of that stuff for a very long time. I like that. That yeah, I think that's a very awesome way of seeing it. So what other, have you, have you tried any other Rift experiences? Are you, are you, are you yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty diligent about trying everything that's out there pretty much. What have you, what is, what is, uh, what are some of the Rift experiences that are, that stand out for you now, nowadays? Well, I mean, given that there's hundreds of them now, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's pretty tough to, to give you just a small list, but, um, just just a few i mean i racing i have such a blast in that even you know four months on from first signing up um that's really great huh. and um some other things would be like simu speak which was one of the vrgm entries mm-hmm. where you sort of um it prepares you for public speaking i thought that was really well done there's other ones like um sightline grab wing mm-hmm. dread halls Blocked in that new little uh, room, the art demo that somebody posted called Blocked In. Oh yeah. You're in a room. Yeah, have you seen that one? That one's great. So yeah, much it is. detail to look at. It's just great. Yeah. It, it, what are your? Um, are you getting mo- a simulation sickness? Are you? Are you getting any of that? Oh um, no, no, I haven't gotten that since the first couple of weeks that I got the, the rift. Oh, okay. So, so after a couple of weeks, it, it was just sort of something that your brain sort of adjusted to. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was great. That's that's cool. Um, so you mentioned Cast AR earlier, and I gotta ask you: uh, Have you thought about developing for Cast AR? And and maybe maybe I wanna uh, I don't want to push this too far, but like porting mm-hmm. Titans of Space over to Cast AR. Um, I've thought about having sort of like a parallel thing going on where one person's in the rift and the other person's seeing what's going on with that person in the rift on the nearby tabletop, you know, but all part of the same program running at the same time. I was going to experiment with something like that. Wow. Yeah, that would be awesome. That, huh. How many, can I ask you, how many hours of work have you, did you put into Titans of Space? Oh, um, pretty much all my spare time for about a month and two weeks. Wow. So if you had to guess, that would be like, what, uh, six, uh, 40 hours, six, 60 hours? Well, I mean, when I say all my spare time, I'm saying like four to six hours a night. I mean, wow. it, was pretty gung- it was pretty gung-ho at the time. I mean, I, I pretty, can't do that all the time, but. Yeah, well, well that's a. Uh... Well, I'm not good at math, but but whoever's listening, go ahead and go ahead and uh, use your pull out your calculator. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds like a that, well, it sounds like you were you were really on a roll then. Um, 
have you what was your process like what did you did you how did you did you like write it out on paper or did you just go straight into unity um no paper is involved in my life anymore uh, <laughs> it's all about just making notes on my ipad or whatever when i'm not at home or in bed or something and then i just pull up those notes next to unity and you know it's basically just a big long bullet bulleted list of things i want to do things you know features to implement things to fix um you know one thing fixed will generate you know another idea and then so you know the list gets you know hundreds of items long and my goal was like i gotta get this list complete you know every little check mark you know everything checked off um uh, and so that took a while but at the end uh it was good yeah it, it totally is have you learned uh, what lessons have you learned from developing in vr so far um well I guess one thing is that, you know, it's trivially easy to just kind of plug in real world measurements and numbers and things like that and just see what it looks like, you know, in the rift. I mean, so that's not really something I learned. It's just something I appreciate. It makes it easy, actually. Um, but, you know, um, I'm, you can measure stuff, but it may the scale may still not look right. You know, if people have got the slightly wrong IPD or... I don't know. There's some something slightly off where things are still like 20% off or something. So I had to kind of tweak that based on feedback. Mm. But um, oh, okay. And so, huh? Interesting. Have you? What was your did your test uh, testing uh, process like? Did you did you let other people try it? Did you just sort of beta test test it on your own? What was that like? Um, it was mostly me. Mm -hmm. Um. But I did have a friend of mine uh, who doesn't have a Rift just kind of run through it, you know, in sort of non-stereoscopic mode just to give me feedback. Because I know he's, he's big on ast astronomy and he's very um, critical of like visual artifacts and things like that. So he's like pointing out, you know, jaggies here and like, you know, a number is off here and things like that. So that helped. But most of it was just, you know, make some change, run it try it, make sure it's fixed, or make sure it's implemented right, and just repeat. Oh, you know, the music is amazing. I The, the music just goes so well with the experience. How did you how did you get a hold of that music? That the music is, um, is made by John Hellman, and uh, it's just one of the free soundtracks that he posted up on the Unity Asset Store. Oh. So... Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of free ones on there, and you know, at the time I was only looking at free ones because I was kind of stingy and cheap. But um, I really just kind of looked at all those, and it just found one that fit well. And the benefit of John Hillman's stuff was that it, it comes with, you know, looping several looping tracks of varying intensities that are made made so that you can perfectly cross fade between them. So I was like, that's great, you know, I can control the dynamic intensity. You know, to guide the emotional experience as you're going through this thing. So that, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, it totally did. What about the the planetary and the the stellar models? Did you get those from the Unity Asset Store, or did you design those yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the base stuff is 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 from the Unity Asset Store. It's a third party uh, thing called uh, Space Graphics Toolkit, and that was something I had bought um, several months before before the Rift. Um, 
before I was planning to make something for the Rift, just because I wanted to play with um, planets and um, try to recreate that documentary, you know, not for the Rift, but that was back then. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I used that as a base, but I had to make a lot of modifications just to get some better detail and, you know, behavior the way that I wanted and stuff like that. I had to do that with a lot of my assets, like to make small changes to to get it to work right. Nice. You know, I, I got to ask you, uh, what, and this is something, because I, I, you, you're such a, you're such a cool guy, man, like, you're, you, you created Titans of Space, um, what did you want to be when you, when you were little, like, when you, when you were little, and you want, and you were going to be an adult, like, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, let's see, first I wanted to be Voltron, and then, <laughs> and then I wanted to be an architect, which actually, now that I think about it, that works pretty well now. Um, and then I wanted to be a genetic engineer and make the dinosaurs and dragons come back. And, and then it was just computer science all the way. And now that I'm thinking about that, um, you know, all that stuff is now possible in sort of virtual worlds. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I can't wait to, uh, try out a Jurassic Park uh, theme sort of demo that, that walks you through the dino, like, I don't know, that, that would be something really cool to have, like a Jurassic Park, and you're in the buggy, and you're, you know, like mm-hmm. the first movie, that was, yeah, those were the yes. days. Sure would. Um, uh, so Voltron, you watch, so I take it you watched a lot of, a lot of Voltron then? I guess so, I barely remember it, I just remember the five lion robots coming together that's it. <laughs> what were what were your favorite cartoons growing up? Um, Garfield. Nice. And uh, shoot, I don't even remember. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Garfield. Hey, man, that's a solid choice. Uh, that lasagna eating cat. Uh, oh yeah. Will, will be in uh, my heart for forever. Um, cause yeah, oh. the good uh, good times. I had I had good times with Garfield. Where did where did you grow up? And uh, what was like what was life like growing up for you, man? I grew up in, um, you know, near the beach in Southern California, but I never really uh, went to the beach more than five times. I was just kind of an indoor kid, you know, Um, you know, kind of a nerd, Um, started programming in high school on the side, you know, just for fun. I mean, this is back before there were any computers in school or anything like that. I don't know. It was pretty easy going. I had great parents, so, um, you know, no problems there. Hmm. Very cool. I, you know, I think, um, I, I, one of the coolest things about doing this podcast is, is I have the ability, I have this, 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 this luck to be able to, to be able to meet really cool people such as yourselves. And, you know, you describe yourself as a nerd and I think, um, our, our culture, we're, we're very much focused on the other, um, the you know the jock, the the the, the cute girl, the whatever. But but honestly, I I think the 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 nerd um, quote quote unquote should be more uh, looked up to and venerated because because people people such as yourselves are people who 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 create amazing things that that jocks couldn't possibly ever ever think of mm-hmm. um i sort of had a, a, a bipolar life where i at one point i was i was a bit of a, a, a jock and a bully in elementary school and then i got my ass whooped by this guy named the penguin 
And that sort of just sent my life into finding uh, ways to just be nice to people. Um, honestly, sometimes a bully really all he needs is an ass whooping. I was, I was, <laughs> because yeah, like I don't know, some I don't know. I I used to watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z, and and for me, Dragon Ball Z was the thing, and it influenced me, and I used to get into a lot of fights at school. Anyways, oh, wow. I, uh, yeah, anyways, I ended up going through uh, high school and college, and I just sort of started transforming more into, uh, I would say, not a not a nerd, but I just ha appreciated science and 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 yeah, science and, and the world we live in a lot more. Um, math is something I, I I I struggle to conquer, but I will conquer math in my lifetime. I'm not no quitter, um, but. Yeah, man. I think this this era we live in, we need to start is focusing our attention. We need to make nerds such as yourselves uh, celebrities out of you guys, um, and 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 on and send yeah and and really uh, I don't know. I think telling your stories and 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 uh, putting you know you are the people we should look up to. Like yeah, I, I feel like I'm 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 going off on a rant, but honestly, it's 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 really nice to to uh, be able to give exposure to the really cool things that you got that you're doing um and and thank you man i honestly really thank you because uh, yeah titans of space and uh, the rift um have changed my life and it's the thing i want to do with you know it's it because of it it's the thing i i want to do with the rest of my life and, and so yeah thank you i appreciate what you're doing man well, I appreciate that too. Thank you. Cool. Um, yeah. So, are you are you single currently? You're married? Are you getting any uh, emails by women saying, "Hey, listen, you just uh, gave me an existential crisis. I want to be with you." <laughs> no, uh, nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm married. <laughs> oh, cool. Married for, married for five years. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, are planning on having children or already have children? No, not yet. Oh, cool. Uh, you are you said yet and so children um and 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 our children like you have you thought about what they what they will uh have when when they when they grow up and they go to high school like do you think virtual reality will be their classroom like like the book ready player one i don't know yeah i i certainly hope it is something like that actually because that's that's pretty cool yeah um it's just you know, even if I have a kid right now, it's things just move so fast. I can't even imagine you know, what their life is going to be like in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. You know, I I think uh, especially because I, quantum computing is is somewhat around a corner, um, and and so I I wonder what the impacts of those of that will be in our lifetime. Um, it's anyone's guess, but. It's truly very exciting times to be alive. Sure is. Uh, yeah. Um, have you thought about uh, working for a bigger companies, or are you planning on staying independent? What's your take on that? Um, well, I have been approached um, to for, for for help and collaboration on a bunch of big projects, and you know I have a NDA, so I can't really talk about all of them. But, um, you know, I'm working on some, some really big stuff, and, and there's some amazing, ambitious ideas out there. And we, we have so much of a, 
a great time ahead of us in the VR world. But um, yeah, for now, I'm just planning to stay in my job because it's nice and stable. I've been, you know, working with my coworkers for a long time. Hmm. Um, so, you know, for now, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, this might spiral into something huge. And yeah, who knows? Uh, the future is, is a very exciting. Speaking of the rift by the way what are you what are you most excited about like to to try like what sort of games or experiences are you most excited to to try out when when this thing gets released pretty much everything <laughs> I mean, i'm excited for something that's that's triple a level but really cultivated just for the rift to really take advantage of the, the sense of scale and Maybe the fact that you can change your your in-game IPD, you know, and and that stuff is always really trippy. And um, you know, you've got you've got those uh, demos like Sightline, where you look away, you look back, something's changed. You know, it would be really cool if you've got a whole AAA level world that's just like able to take advantage of that kind of stuff. What is uh in your in your opinion, what do you think will be the controller of the future? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I've been, I've been focusing on just supporting the mouse and keyboard because I know everybody has one mm -hmm. that has those. Um, but you know, I, I think it's, it's important to support all of these new things that are coming out just so that people have the option and maybe eventually we'll find out, you know, which one people prefer, but I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, as a developer yourself, what would you say to up-and-coming people who are, are thinking about developing for the Rift? What, what would you say to them? Um, I would say make sure you hide that mouse cursor. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm saying it half-joking, but, you know, I mean, there's... There's got to be a, a, a big focus on the user's experience from beginning to end, you know, and not just dropping them into something that's just, you know, halfway done. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not going to be long until the consumer rift comes out, and then those kinds of loose ends aren't going to fly anymore. But um, one other thing I thought of is that uh, when you're developing for the rift, it's, it's actually very helpful, at least for me, to support for to develop for both the Rift and, you know, normal monitor, non-stereoscopic stuff at the same time. You know, try to get it set up where you can just flip back and forth so that you can, you can see what it looks like in high resolution. You can see what it looks like for that huge other audience, you know, that doesn't have a Rift yet. Um, and, you know, it makes it easy to, you know, make kind of functional gameplay changes and quickly check it, you know, without having to put the rift on and take it off or whatever. And, um, you know, it just widens your audience. Mm -hmm. So that would be a good idea. One other thing is that uh, there's there's a lot of uh, focus on immersion. If developers were to strictly follow all of what it takes to immerse the individual, then any disabilities that, that an individual has is going to follow them into that virtual world and they'll continue to be disabled. Um, for example, you know, you've got some demos and games that, you know, speak to you with like narration or something. And, uh, you know, I, I have a hearing loss, so I rely on subtitles and, um, 
So I think that if people were to strictly go by, you know, what makes this most immersive and just have voice, then, um, you know, people like me are going to start missing out. And uh, I, I've grown up, you know, witnessing the rise of captioning and subtitles basically being all over the place, you know, everything digital. So it's very easy to sort of incorporate that in every medium. So it would be kind of a shame, I think, if it were to take a step back. And, um, you know, it's not just hearing, but there's all sorts of, you know, disabilities out there. And um, I actually just recently um, uh, was made aware of a website called GameAccessibilityGuidelines.com. And there's this whole thing that these like really, you know, expert researchers are putting together, just a list of like basic, intermediate, advanced, you know, things to look out for as a developer to make sure that, you know, you're capturing the widest audience and that you're not kind of like putting anybody off. So I I think that's pretty cool. And I think that's something I should say, you know, while I'm on a public channel here. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're absolutely you have some. Yeah, because. Yeah, that's definitely something to think about, and it's definitely something we shouldn't uh, sort of just glance over. We should be able, we should be able to find ways to make VR as accessible to everyone as possible. So, for for someone with with hearing loss, do you think that including captions uh, inside the VR experiences would 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 solve this issue, or is there something else? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just um, the usual audio, the usual cues that are used to, to kind of tell hearing impaired people what's going on. Like if a sound is coming from the side, um, you know, I have no sense of uh, direction because I've only, I've only got one working ear, so I can't tell if a sound's coming from the left or the right. Mm. So, I mean, it would be great to make sure that, you know, games have that option to sort of make the, the sounds uh, mono. Um, and maybe visual cues like sound is coming from over here, you know, I mean, especially if it's an essential part of gameplay, you know, like you're getting shot from the left. I want to know that it's on the left. Um, you know, things like that, you know, it's subtitles. I mean, that's not going to be hard in, you know, 3D space. Just, just put some words there in front of you and obviously make it an option so that it's not bothering everybody, you know, just, just the people that need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something we should think about. Yeah. Uh, what about what about color color blindness? Do you think uh, have you thought about color blindness as something that could be uh, remediated uh, inside VR? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, just like any game, uh, when you develop your game, you have to make sure there's no dependency on the color of some object in order to know that you need to use that or. Or whatever, like your interface, pretty much it, it can't just be full of colors, and that's how you know what button does what. Um, so, um, you know, there's there's things you could do. Like I, I actually, it's funny you talk about that because I actually submitted uh, or I put up a blog post with um, a script that you can use in, in Unity to sort of flip through all the different color blindness types to see what your game looks like to those people, mm-hmm. and then you can find out, hey, you know, I can't tell the difference between this and this anymore. I better go, you know, make some adjustment to make it more obvious, you know. Wow. Man, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's, and that's awesome that you did that. Um, because I have a friend who, who is colorblind and he, um, 
he has difficulty in 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 the real world sometimes because he can't tell the difference between um uh, red and green and mm. and so and so uh, whenever i'm i'm driving with him uh i'm riding in a car with him i'm uh I, i trust the guy i love him um but it makes me very curious to like very curious to to figure out what is happening inside his head like what is he mm. you know how does he process this how does he get through through life because human beings are extremely adaptable um but yeah. but in that same in that same sense we should also be accommodating to each other uh, especially with this new VR thing like who would have guessed that virtual reality was 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 on its way not many people actually I, i'm i am currently surrounded by by startup companies where i'm working at it's a co-working space with more than 80 startup companies and i show the rift around and i would say 95% of the people there have never heard of the rift and this is san francisco tech scene this is where this is in the oh, middle wow. of everything and and so we got a bit of work to do in terms of spreading the word but but it's exciting because at the same time uh, no one's going to see this coming when when all of a sudden uh Best Buy is going to have and Target is going to have rifts and they're going to be $300 and they're and hopefully they'll be in 4K and what people will be like what is this where am i it's going to yeah. be crazy it's really going to be something it is um how what so in your so your games are you designing them uh your at least Titans of Space have you designed uh, any sort of interface with, with in mind with hearing loss or or color blindness or any other disability or um you know not really because i didn't actually start thinking about that until i started realizing that some of these other demos come coming out i was sort of like whoa where's the subtitles Oh. Um, so yeah, I started thinking about it at that point. Oh. Unfortunately. Um yeah, well, it's thankfully it's it's day zero for this and 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 mm -hmm. there is definitely a discussion to be had about about, you know, accessibility. Um and the more people the better, I think. It's going to be I think it's going to be something that'll get worked out um hopefully sooner rather than later. And and I'm glad you're bringing it up uh because it's it's going to be an important subject to to talk about you know in terms of virtual reality and and just uh who will have access to it have you uh, thought about people who who perhaps shouldn't go inside virtual reality like like children or 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 people who are i don't know uh, uh, with mental disabilities i don't know have you have you thought about like who who isn't vr for mm. I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, aside from just people that are still developing their eyes, you know, the difference between focusing and um, convergence and all that, um, I didn't think there's anybody that should be ex excluded. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, ding, 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 ding. Did you hear the bell, sir? This is, uh, 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 apparently, you've just entered the question, uh, the would you rather section of the program. And it's a lightning round where I'm about to ask you would you rather questions, uh, and you just sort of ha have to give me the first thing that that comes up to mind. Are you ready, sir? I guess so. <laughs> All right, I, I I I'm doing this especially at this point because I know you're not ready for it. Now, dogs or cats? Cat. Why? Uh, I grew up with five cats. Oh, wow. And Garfield. 
what was that? What was the uh, what was that? Was, was there like a pack mentality with those cats, or were they more like um, we're the we're all doing our own thing? Well, I didn't have all five of the cats at the same time. Oh, okay. You know, I've had five cats throughout my, you know, childhood growing up or whatever. And um, I, I like dogs a lot more now. I was kind of terrified of them as a kid just because I didn't like them jumping up on me and licking my face and leaving a big, wet, slobbering mess. Um, and I think a little dog bit me when I was a, a kid or something. So, you know, cats have always been my kind of thing. But Very cool. Would you rather live uh, next to the ocean or in the mountains? The mountain. Why? Um, fresh air, trees, you know, mountains are big and rocky. I don't know. I, I guess it's easier to breathe there, you know. Would you rather be born a shark or a polar bear? Mm, shark. Why? Um, because I saw a documentary on polar bears and it seems like they have kind of a hard, sad life, you know. Traveling yeah. a long way uh, to find a mate, and then you have to kind of fight, fight all these other polar bears just to sort of like retain your rights to mate with her, and then that's it. Yeah! Wow! What a meaningless life that is. That's crazy. I yeah, I would have. Thanks. I, thanks for veering me off from wanting to be a polar bear because I was honestly thinking about it. Now I'm just gonna be a badass shark. Huh? <laughs> uh, would you rather? Be uh, would you rather have the ability to fly or have the ability to be invisible? Invisible. Why? Just because there's so many times in my life I just wanted to be a fly in the wall and kind of hear what's going on, see what's going on. Hmm. Would you rather uh, drive a monster truck or a clown car? <laughs> Wow, I would say no to either of those, but um, I don't know, clown car, I guess it would be uh, funnier that way. <laughs> would you rather uh, Would you rather make out with a dolphin or make out with a um, tuna fish? Um, dolphin, I'm afraid I would eat <laughs> or hurt the tuna. Would you rather have the ability to read people's minds or go inside people's dreams? Mm, well, now that we got the rift, that's covered. So I would say read people's minds. Good answer. Would you rather, are you more of an Apple or Microsoft kind of guy? Um, both. Oh, good answer. Are you more of an Android or an iOS kind of guy? iOS. Why? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, it seems to be more stable, mm -hmm. and um, there's just a lot more content for it. And it's just it's good for what it's designed for, which is you know, a comfortable, casual experience to consume any kind of content you want. I don't know. I know that people champion Android as being more open, but I just really haven't had much exposure. Nobody I know has Android, so... Would you rather be a pirate or a uh, front or a cowboy? A pirate or a what? A cowboy. Oh, um, hmm, cowboy. Why? Because uh, pirates 
have a hard life out there, you know, scurvy and all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a very luxurious life there. Um, <laughs> there, yeah. And mind you, mind you, uh, isn't the reason why they, they the the whole le the myth of the mermaid was because they were having sex with manatees, right? Like they were getting lonely and and they were, they were getting tired of using their hands, so they were like, uh, you, "Holy shit! Look at that manatee! Let's fuck yep. it!" Who thought of that? Who? Why? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I went off on a rant um, <laughs> with the manatee thing. Why would you have sex with the manatee? Seriously, dude. Seriously. Um, I, uh, dude, I'd rather be gay than have sex with the manatee. Like, oh, at least it's my own species. I I don't know. I don't know. That's something I I have psychological issues. I need to work out now. Um, would you rather? Uh, in and out or Five Guys? In and out or what? Five Guys. Oh, in and out. Why? Um, I'm just not satisfied with Five Guys burgers, and they just give you way too many greasy fries. Yeah, you know the fries. Uh, the 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 whole combination is a bit on the greasy side, but there are days when I feel like a whore, and I just wanna in mm. and just indulge myself in that nastiness. <laughs> but I'm with you. In and out all day, every day, for sure. Um, all right, we're going. We're getting to a close. We're starting to wind down. If Sony releases their own HMD, would you? If and 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 then you had to choose between PS4 HMD virtual reality or Oculus, which one would you go with? I go with Oculus. They won my heart, and they were there first, and they're doing everything right so far. You know, Sony's just gonna screw it up. And and on that love story, we're gonna have to close it up. That was thank you, thank you for 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 uh, being such a great sport with answering my silly questions. No problem. <laughs> well, that was Steve Drash, the creator of Titans of Space, sir. It's been uh, uh, it's been a pleasure, and and honestly, I had a lot of fun. Do you have anything that is in the back of your head, sort of just buzzing around that you just want to let out and let the world um, know? No, I don't think so. Well, if if that's the case, then how can people find out more about what you're up to and your projects and and get and get a hold of uh, what you're doing? Um. Well, you know, I've got the the Titans to Space site at titansofspace.net. Um, and my email is. Drash at crunchywood.com. Drash at crunchywood.com and titansofspace.net. Uh, this was Steve Drash, the creator of Titan of Space. Thank you so much for your time, and I can't wait you to I can't wait to have you back on the show and hear what what else is coming up on the on the horizon, man. Cool. Thank you. All right. Thank you.